Hi, I'm Wyatt. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to Vodacy's Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore. And as always, thank you so much for being here. Guys, I'm pumped up. I'm amped up. I've got a lot of uh, things that I'm excited about right now, and I'm going to share a number of those things with you today. We're going to talk about some conversations that we've been having for quite some time. We've been super excited about this industry for a long time. We've been seeing demand just going through the roof, and we're starting to see some uh, some really smart people start talking about that and, and kind of explaining um, at the, the reasons behind that. And we're going to get some validation to some of the things that we've been doing. And we're going to try to unpack it and talk about what that means for all of us in the short-term rental game as it is today and what the future looks like. And at the top of each episode, if I do have questions, we're going to address those. And we had a couple questions come through, posted on Apple iTunes. Um, we had, a, um, as you guys give us those reviews and leave us a review on there, um, I, I encourage you to ask those questions. I've mentioned this in some past podcasts. We have a coaching group. And so a lot of you that are members of that group that are listening, you have the opportunity to get in front of us on a regular basis. Those of you who are listeners to this podcast and just finding us on some of our other platforms like Instagram and some of our social media platforms, I invite you to ask us questions. We want to address those questions for you in, in these types of formats. And I've got a couple questions. One of them is from Ben R. Bennett, 1219. Ben posted this on Apple iTunes. So Ben, hopefully you're listening and we can answer this question. I'm sure it's a question that other people have as well. Ben said, I'm not a part of the Vodacy community or group, but I listen to every episode as soon as they come out. Sage knowledge combined with practical steps to take action. I'll be listening for a very long time. Thank you and please keep up the great work. Uh, ben, uh, first and foremost, thanks for listening. We're going to get better and better at this as, as I kind of become a better podcast host. I've always been just a real estate guy. So getting in front of and sitting on a mic and talking about this stuff, I talk about it all day, every day. And sometimes I feel like I put a mic in front of me and I, I stumble and bumble a little bit more than I than I probably should when I'm just talking about this stuff. So thanks for listening and we'll continue to bring more and more episodes to you. So Ben has said he'd love to hear an episode on finding deals and acquisition strategies. And also automation if you don't use property managers like me. I'm assuming, Ben, that you're managing these properties yourself. And then also dealing with short-term rental laws and ordinances effectively. Those are all great questions and great topics, and I want to address a few of those right now. So first and foremost, the deals and acquisition strategies. Guys, this is a really hyper-local business, and part of what we're going to talk about in this episode is how white-hot the real estate markets are right now. So there's a lot of different ways we can get in front of people. And one of the key things that we need to do is really build a very specific dream team, right? Build a In, in our group, I'm a big proponent of one of the very first steps once we identify the markets and we identify the, the areas that we're going to go into is to start to really interview and select the right team members. Part of those team members are your realtors who really understand investors and really understand this game. They're not all created equal. And so you have to be able to find them. We've got a great partner network, but even if you don't have a great partner network, it might take you a little bit more time, but you wanna spend that time and effort to identify the right realtor partner. I do not suggest going and just talking to a whole bunch of listing agents. Listing agents right now, I can tell you I've listed houses and 
I know that these listing agents, they're overwhelmed. They've got, you put a property up for sale, you're gonna have multiple offers, you're dealing with that. You're not really in the game of talking to buyers that aren't represented because many times buyers who aren't represented don't seem to be as serious. And so that's what the, what a lot of agents will see. And so you end up getting kind of pushed to the end of the, uh, the back of the pile. So you really want to have an agent that's working for you and that really understands the market. A local person who is not only in the market themselves, but really understands the short-term rental game. And they can be a great resource of properties, especially if they're in the game. Because what they do is they're gonna also have a lot of relationships with property managers. And property managers are a great source of off-market properties. And so, like you mentioned, you might be managing your property yourself. I would still go develop relationships in your area that you're interested in purchasing and talk to some of those property managers because a lot of times they hear from the people that they're managing their properties before anybody else hears about them thinking about selling. And so those are two great partners in any area that you're that you're going to be acquiring a property in to really develop that relationship and and invest in that relationship, right? Let them know that, listen, you're committed, you're a real buyer, you're gonna only work with them, and that's who, you know, you want them as part of your dream team as you come into this market or expand in that market. Another really great way that we've had really good success with, a lot of our members have had success with, is picking an area, niching it down, and getting very specific about the the area, whether it's a neighborhood, whether it's a condo complex, wherever it is, but get a really specific small area and start writing letters. You will be shocked at how few, or how, um, few letters you have to send out to get a response from people. And especially right now, there's a lot of owners who are looking at their equity saying, man, I've made quite a bit of money on this home in, Maybe I've had it for a long time and, it, and it's really gone up in value, but most of these owners are seeing some significant equity. And so if you just reach out, a lot of times we just send a letter out, handwritten letter. That's why you don't want to send out thousands and thousands of them. Pick a very small area that you're, you're interested in and write a letter and say, if you're writing it to me, it's very easy to find. There's a lot of services that'll help you find out-of-state owners. That's a good indication. It's probably a second home or a vacation home, but we send it to in-state owners as well. And so anybody that's living in the area that we're looking at would get the owner's list and I'll write a letter. If I was one of the owners, it would say, hey, Sean, my name is Sean. I'm really interested in purchasing a property in your area. Inventory is really low. Prices have gone up significantly. I'm not looking for buying it wholesale or anything, I'll pay retail dollars or retail amount for it. If you're interested in selling, I'd love to have the opportunity to talk to you before maybe you put it on the market and have to deal with all the realtor fees and everything. And and uh, then, then that's it. That's as simple as it gets. And we'll usually send those out every two weeks to maybe once a month. And we'll send another letter out. Of May. I wouldn't space them closer than two weeks together, but I've done it anywhere from two weeks apart to 30 days apart and consistently hit that same area with those with those letters and it's basically the same letter but the next the next letter that the where I put on the top of it is I'll I will reference that I've already sent them a letter I'll be like hey Sean I know you probably got a, a saw my first letter I just want you to know I'm still in the market I'm still looking and so if this is something you're you're thinking of selling 
you know, you look like you have a nice house. I, I'm really targeting a really small market, a really small area in this within this market. I would name it like whatever it's called. If it's a condo complex, say, hey, I'm looking in, you know, Emerald Hills or whatever that is, so that you they know that you're not just blanketing a whole bunch of people. And and keep it simple, keep it short, keep it to where they'll actually read it. You know how you would write a note to a friend and. Many times I just do them on notepads, and that's another. That's a great way to get some some off market properties and be able to find some off market properties, off market through the management companies, off market with the letters. But also we purchase many many properties that are on market. They'll hit the MLS because our agents are on top of it. Right, we get the right agent that understands short term rentals in that area. And we get after it and we and we um, really focus on investing in the relationship of the partners that we're, we're dealing with, right? I, I, I always say this is a hyper-local business and invest in those relationships of those boots on the ground people in the area you're investing and it will pay dividends. And so um, hopefully that's helpful there. The other thing you said, said you're um, owner managing the property and looking for some automation tools and software. And these are, these are a little bit out of my expertise. I'm, I'm familiar with a lot of them, but full disclosure, I don't manage my own properties. I hire full service management companies to do that in the areas that we're in. We, we help you know teach our members to do that. However, we, we have a handful of members who manage their own properties. So we are familiar with some of those things. And, some, and what we find is owner res, and that's owner with R-E-Z, owner res and Logify seem to be the preferred automation software of choice for those um, for those owners who are managing their own property. So double check those. Again, I don't have, I'm not a user of either, either of them because I don't manage my own properties, but we do have a number of members who really speak highly of those two platforms. So I look at owner res and Logify. And so let's see the, and then the last question is dealing with short-term rental laws and ordinances effectively. And then this is a big, um, this is a popular topic right now, right? There's a lot of areas that are adding in and layering on more short-term rental regulations and rules and licensing. And that is, I believe, a really good thing for the industry. I really suggest that people invest in areas that have already identified and already answered the question of do we want to allow short-term rentals here or not. You know, I think it's a, it's risky to invest in a in an area that has not answered that question and most areas have. And just like any other real estate, this is becoming its own asset class and it's it's forcing these um, rules and regulations and zoning ordinances to, to treat it as such, just like you can't go put a gas station on every corner. You can't go put an apartment complex on any corner. You can't just go put warehouses or commercial spaces on any corner. You can't go put single family homes everywhere. Short-term rentals are now their own asset class where most municipalities are starting to address this. And, and, and like I said, I think that's a good thing. And the, the best way to, to dive into that, one, is I, like we always just rely on our local partners, that dream team, right? That dream team serves a lot of purposes because like we talk about, this is a hyper-local business. If you have an expert agent in an area that is doing this, but also your management companies are really a great source, but then you can go to the, the where, where you've got really the layers of, of rules and regulations. You've got state rules and regulations, then it typically goes down to the county level, then it will go down to the city level, and then it will go into HOAs and um, different particular, even if it's not a condo association or whatever, there's a lot of neighborhoods that have HOAs. And you have to look at all of those levels and each one will 
can get more and more restrictive. And so you have to start at those levels, the state, the city, or the state, the county, the city, and then ultimately the HOAs and within those neighborhood HOAs. And so, um, and, and you just have to do a little bit of due diligence. They, they do publish that stuff. Um, and it's very, I mean, it's obviously public information. You can get access to it. Management companies are a real great sor- um, source and a lot of times to save me some time and energy, I'll go right to the management company because they know and say, hey, I'm thinking of this property. We're, we're thinking about buying this. Is this something that would fit in your portfolio? Because they're not going to be able to, they're, if it's restricted there, they're not going to be able to manage the property. Now, the risky side is, is there's we're looking for areas that have had a yes or a no. The risk becomes if you buy a property that has not had the issue addressed. And those are the stories you typically hear of people that say, man, I bought this property. It was a short-term rental. It was producing really, really well. But all of a sudden, they told me I can't do it anymore. And it's not, that doesn't typically happen. I've actually yet to hear a story that it's happened to somebody that purchased in an area that it was allowed and then the rug was pulled out from under them. What happens is people are purchasing in those gray areas where it's not allowed, but it's not disallowed. And eventually they're going to have that conversation. And you got a 50-50 shot of whether that's going to go your way or not. And so we typically avoid those areas as well. So we avoid the areas it's, where it's restricted. And most of your major metropolitan areas, you've heard me talk about this before, there's very, you know, a lot of short-term rentals are restricted in those major metropolitan areas. Do not do your due diligence by looking on Airbnb and saying, well, there's a lot of properties right here on Airbnb, so it must be allowed. There's a lot of areas like particularly your urban areas that it's not allowed but it's and but people are operating and they may get away with it for you know uh, forever right maybe 10 years they get away with it and maybe they get away with it for two weeks it just depends on it doesn't mean that they're operating legally because they're on airbnb right so so you have to it's up to you to do that due diligence and find that and those there those resources are out there and available for you so ben i hope that's helpful i appreciate the review i appreciate the comments appreciate you listening and if if those um hopefully that gave you an idea of like where we're at with some of those questions and if you have any more Give us another review. Go look us up on Instagram at Real Sean Moore, and that's always a great place. And that's where this next question came from. And this next next uh, question came from Christian, who messaged messaged us on at Real Sean Moore on Instagram. And he said, hey, Sean, my name's Christian. I recently found you through an interview you did and then began listening to your podcast to become a dedicated listener and enjoy the content you talk about. I was wondering if I could ask you, Oops, sorry, my screen went blank. I was wondering if I could ask you a question about the vacation rental space. How do you handle the property management of your vacation rentals? Also, do you find there are opportunities not being addressed in the vacation property management space? I owned a property management company that I sold two years ago. I began investing in vacation rentals, primarily land, and I've had a hard time finding adequate management companies, which has brought me to... Um, which has brought me to the thought that maybe I should do it again, but focus only on vacation rentals. I appreciate your time. Hope it wasn't much of a bother. Absolutely not a bother. Christian, I appreciate the question. And I, on my properties, I hire full service property managers in these areas. And I 100% believe it is an underserved, um, in, it's underserved in most of these areas because demand has skyrocketed. And it's also underserved because there's more and more people that really could use some help. And there's there's property managers popping up, but they're very, very 
mediocre at best, I should say. And in fact, in our group, in my program, I suggest people hire full service property management. And we go through a process to hire the right property managers. And we find the same thing you're, you're finding. It's hard to find adequate management companies. It is probably my least favorite part of the process. It's like going and interviewing an employee and you have to take those resumes and you have to go through them. We have a very specific interview process we're looking for because not all property managers are created equal. You know this, I'm preaching to the choir, but for other people that are listening, it, it can be a really difficult process to find an adequate property manager. And so if you're thinking about it, depending on the area, I would do a little, I mean, I, I there's always, always room at the top, right? Um, you know, there's always room to operate at a peak level and boutique management companies that are hyper-focused, hyper-local, experts in their area, is there's a huge demand for it. So if that's something you're interested in doing, um, I would definitely pursue that and message me, let me know what market that is. And uh, I'm sure we've got members and possibly ourselves with properties in that area. And we'd love to add you to the list of uh, a manager that we could interview about this space. And so, um, yes, I think it's underserved. I do. I, I personally and 90% of my group uses full service property management companies and it is a very difficult part of the process. And if, if I should say you know, any part of the process that people skip through and don't pay attention to as much as I think that they should because it's like going to the dentist, none of us like to go, but it's a necessary evil. And sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't a great property management management company is worth their weight in gold but a, a when a subpar or not adequate property management company can really be a nightmare and so it's worth spending the time on the front end to really go search for that right property management company so again I, it, there it is underserved and i believe there's an opportunity if that's something you're looking for so Christian and Ben, thank you both for submitting those questions. For those of you listening, we'll always hit some questions at the top of each um, at e of each episode. So you've got that opportunity, even if you're not within our coaching group, to get some questions answered. So guys, let's dive into some of that really exciting news that I've been talking about for a while and starting to get some validation. You know, we, there was a recent interview with Airbnb's CEO, Brian Chesky, and he just stated that they... they Airbnb particularly is going to need millions more hosts on that platform to meet the surging demand in the short-term rental space. That is super exciting. These are big companies with lots of money and lots of resources doing a lot of, a, a lot of research and they've been tracking all kinds of things and they're seeing this huge surge in demand. They know that the market is underserved as far as hosts go and homes available. They've been tracking searches just this last just this last week. They've been searching and they've seen a spike in searches from elderly or seniors over 60 years old. Um, let's see, seniors over 60 years old. Sorry, I had to look at my notes to see the percentage. They're up over 60%. Searches for short-term rentals are up over 60% just for Memorial Day weekend alone. And the areas, and this is exciting, we've been talking about this for a long time, the areas that people are searching, and uh, again, this is this is kind of new to some of you, but we've been talking about this for a long time, are those rural areas, the small towns, those backyard resort communities, you guys have heard me say that before, these areas, um, entry points to sta uh, state and national parks, those areas are just surging in popularity. And there are thousands of great areas to invest you know identifying the location to invest it's always one of my biggest questions 
the, those are your areas, right? The, the rural areas, the small towns, your backyard resort communities. It doesn't have to be these major destinations that you're investing in. Entry points to state parks. Some of these state parks are small and people love going to them. Entry points to national parks are always a huge draw. Those are big, trop, uh, big profit drivers. And so um, one of the interesting things that he said in his interview was that Airbnb will never spend the percentage of revenue that they have in the past on marketing. They don't need to. The demand has just skyrocketed. It's crazy right now. Demand has become the preferred choice for many, many travelers. And you guys have heard me say for a, for a long time, and this is really probably you know what he's referring to is COVID has been this multi-trillion dollar advertising campaign for the short-term rental industry. And, and Brian, it sounds like Brian agrees. It's also been a multi-trillion dollar advertising campaign for homes and the housing market in these types of areas as well. And so we're seeing this, this just an amazing spike in demand, okay? And, and one of the things that we're seeing as well, and Brian mentioned on his thing, is they're seeing that the length of stays is continuing to increase. And we're hearing from multiple sources that approximately 50% of companies are going to allow their workers to, to continue to work from home and continue to re work remotely even post-pandemic. And so the post-pandemic days, 50% of workers are allowed to work remotely if they want to. And that's a, that's a huge deal because what they're doing is they're going and using these areas and these properties, these short-term rentals, and staying for two or three or four weeks at a time, and that's increasing our occupancy rates, right? And so as we start to see that, many hosts are really starting to see 100% occupancy as we start to go into the travel season. And because we're starting to see that occupancy and that demand grow, the exciting part about that is, is we're gonna to start to really see revenue grow. Where we've already seen that most average nightly rates, the A&R that we talk about, the average nightly rate, and which is really you know how we make our money, that is skyrocketing. And it's just a supply and demand issue, right? Real estate, like you always hear me talk about, is ruled by two, two specific numbers, supply and demand. And demand is skyrocketing. They don't have enough supply. We're gonna to start to see, because there's not enough supply, we're gonna to start to see rates go up. So those of us in the game, what that means is we've got some good times ahead. We've got some you know, some really good times with high occupancy, high rates, which ultimately, ultimately means more money in our pocket, right? So it doesn't catch up overnight like anything else. Demand is, is going up and it's hard for supply to catch up sometimes. And that gap continues to widen. And so the future looks bright, the opportunities there for short-term rental hosts and for the foreseeable future. So if you're in the game, looking to add to your portfolio or thinking about starting to get in the game, you probably notice that the markets are white hot. So that's the flip side, right? So it's like, okay, I wanna be in the game or I'm in the game, great. Now I'm, I, wanna, I wanna add to my portfolio because this demand is not going anywhere. And these markets are white hot. I feel like I've been kind of beating a dead horse with this with you guys for a while and talking. And um, I've had a couple episodes I've talked about why am I buying right now? Why do I think the market's so hot? So bear with me because I'm just going to continue to beat that dead horse because I continue to say I told you so. I don't like saying I told you so. It's not something I love. And Google, here's, here's the issue. Here's the problem out there. And I'm probably preaching to the choir. But Google reported last week that the search, when is the housing market going to crash, had a spike of 2,450% in the last month. 2,450% in the last month of the, of the search, when is the housing market going to crash? 
Guys, real estate is like politics, right? Most people really don't take the time to understand it. They overcomplicate it, but they really like to talk about it and everybody has an opinion. And so, but just like we talked about too, that is the wrong question. The fact that that is spiking, I was just in a, in a group of investors that I mastermind with, and we were kind of chuckling between ourselves saying that's, you know, people ask the wrong questions, which they do. People are not asking the right questions. The question that they should be paying attention to, the two numbers they should be paying attention to is supply and demand on the housing market. Is it, If it's going to crash, let's see what supply and demand looks like. That's, that's the first place I should go look, not wondering... Is the, is the market gonna crash based on price? Prices are high, prices are at all time highs, but guess what? Inventory is the lowest supply it's been since 1963. So we, inventory levels are super low. The supply of single, single family homes is nearly four million homes short of demand. You guys, all the national home builders combined is estimated they can only produce around 1.2 million, uh, million homes and that is not factoring in the shortage of supply caused by the pandemic. So we have a shortage of demand of 4 million homes, and we've got the ability to produce with all the national home builders, 1.2 million. So we can produce about a quarter of the homes that we need right now each year only. And so that the market is completely underserved. And that is that's a big deal. That is an indication that this is not going to go away anytime soon. Guys, there's national home builders are out there halting sales right now in most of these markets. They're saying we're not selling. And they're not if they if they these are again smart guys with smart economists and looking at all kinds of data and analyzing these markets. And they're saying, listen, we're leaving way too much money on the table. We're selling these homes right now. Let's say I sell a $400,000 home today. It takes me eight months to build it. And I can that person now has $80,000 of equity or whatever that number is. And that's realistic what's happening right now, by the way. having you know, And so these home builders are saying, we're leaving $80,000 on the table. So we're not going to sell these homes until it's closer to being done so that we can capture that profit. If they thought the market was collapsing, if they thought the market was going to crash, then they would say, let's lock in today's prices, take some big deposits. And if the market goes down, these people are locked in. At least we have the, the deposits. That's how they operate. They weren't. They would not halt sales to wait to sell them toward the end if they didn't believe that the if they believed the market was going to go down. They know that this. They look at the supply and demand. That's the stuff they're looking at, right? And so, because supply is so low, it there. It's estimated that most conservative predictions are saying that it's we're probably four to five years before the markets even can catch up before we even start to see a softening market and and that is due to the under the market's been underserved for almost 10 years we've had a really really frankly a fairly long bull run we've had a and real estate markets are fairly cyclical those seven to nine year spans we've been in a bull run for about 10 years but the issue is and when you read this i've got some sources on this that we can that i'm going to offer to you guys at the at the end of this show but when you look at it, the market was was underserved for a, this 10-year period. When the housing market crashed back in 2008, what happened is a lot of subcontractors got out of the game. A lot of builders got out of the game. And so the we started off when demand started picking up, we've been underserving the market this whole time. And so that gap between supply and demand has grown to the point now where it's just 
it's white hot. And so what do you do, right? What do you do? You get in, you understand how to analyze deals and you still get in and talk, take advantage of the market. If you can buy a property, even at today's prices and the occupancy, you can get the occupancy and the rates to pay your mortgage, use the property when you want on the short-term rental side of life, but this works on any other thing too, is as long as somebody else is paying for that property and you're making money, if you if that makes sense when you run your property analysis, it's still a good buy, right? There's good opportunities in that. This is the long game. You guys always hear me talk about, we. this is like cooking in the crock pot, not the microwave, right? The crock pot takes a little bit of time, but vacation rolls are kind of like the crock pot on high, especially because the markets are, are so hot, demand so high on that side that we can capture and, and collect that revenue on the back end like crazy. So it allows us to be aggressive on the front end, which you need to be right now in these markets, right? So the future, guys, looks bright. You really, you know, the truth is there's, there's great, there's good buys in every market. And you just have to know how to analyze them. I and you have to say, okay, if I can buy a property and it's going to pay for itself and it's going to continue to appreciate at pretty dang good rates right now because supply on that side of life is so low and the supply and demand on the back end of what I'm going to be doing to, to create that revenue, that cash flow, that passive income, that's like a perfect storm. So your to-do list, like I say all the time, should say whatever it takes Figure it out. If you need to get into it, it's why. You should have a framework to acquire a property, analyze a property. You should have a framework and a process to go get the financing you need, to manage the property and get it set up correctly, and then ultimately market it to maximize the asset on the back end. You have one of the the biggest players in the game with Airbnb saying they need millions more hosts. Millions, guys. Millions more hosts in order to to service this surge in supply that they're seeing. And on the, so that should give us a little bit of reassurance saying, hey, listen, I can, I can be a little bit aggressive on the front end and the markets are not going to go down. We're not anticipating that. Again, I, I always, I guess I always need to do the disclaimer, right? I don't have a crystal ball. I, I feel very strongly about this, but everybody has to make their own dang decisions. Nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody knows what's going to happen. But the indicators that we're looking at are supply and demand, and we don't anticipate this going anytime down anytime soon. So I believe the future's bright. I'm super excited to be in this game right now at this time. It's one of those times where we can really accelerate our growth. We can really accelerate our progress because we've got a lot of things working in our favor. Doesn't mean you can just go jump into anything. You should understand what you're doing. You know, get some understanding around it. If you need help, obviously we help. At Vodacy, you can go check more out about us at vodacy.com. We've got a free training you can watch. But also, guys, I just wrote a six-page report about the markets, and it has links to some of these resources, Wall Street Journal stuff, and that where they're running these numbers and looking at the supply and demand. If you go leave me a review on on iTunes somewhere or wherever you're listening to this, give us a review. Let us know what you think. Ask for that report and I will get you the report. If you go on to if you go on to Instagram, it's at realshawnmore.com. Go in, message me on Instagram, ask for the report. We'll make sure we email you the report. And so it's a great six-page report that we took the time to to write. So you act, you know, rather than listen to me ramble about this, you can actually source some of these things and see the same articles and the sources that we're looking at, and so that you can look at some of that stuff yourself. So guys. 
that's all I've got for you today. I am amped, I'm super excited. I'm looking at properties all day, every day. We're getting our properties. We're actually raising our rates. Those of you that are operating in the game and you're hearing, like I said, I, I've heard of 100% occupancy. That's a great thing, but it actually means you're leaving some money on the table. So if you're, if you're that high of occupancy, raise your rates so you're hovering somewhere around that 70% occupancy. And uh, that, that's really how you can maximize that asset. So we're looking, it's been exciting because we've been looking at that and seeing some of those spikes in occupancy on our properties and what we're able to do is raise those rates and we're still keeping that same occupancy, putting a lot more money in our pocket. So guys, go make it a great day. I always appreciate you listening. You guys are always the best part of what we do. Um, I love hearing the questions. Thanks again, Christian and, and Ben, for sending those over. Those of you that have questions, send them over to us. We want to in, engage with you. And then please leave us a review. If you got any value out of this, you enjoy the show, leave us a review and rate us on these platforms. They That stuff does help. So guys, go make it a great day. We'll plan on seeing you same time, same place next week. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey Grace, is there a website? Yes! For more amazing content and expert advice, visit bodicey.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.